Oh, do you know what? I had the worst time yesterday because I had to go to a career fair and talk to people for a class. Yeah. It's like, I'm fine with that, but I wasn't feeling too top-notch. I was like, yeah, you know, I'm telling them stuff about me. You know, I'm a, I do computer stuff. I like information systems. <laughs> and, you know, I'm, I was just really interested in your company, and I don't. <laughs> I will also have you know. Like, uh, I'm talking, I like the per, I'm talking to someone who's a fan of the podcast right now, and she goes, I'm going to review the podcast twice, once genuinely, and once ca- talking shit on all of you, and, uh, I believe the first sentence of the review was, Blake Tanner's voice cracks more than any man I've ever met in my entire life, and I was like, in the world featuring the two most over sons of bitches on the planet and I am talking about he the damn B to the L-A-K-E that's right Blake the damn Blake Tanner hey everybody how you doing oh hell yeah (laughs) and over there over there in wonderful sunny bright uh, Oxford Alabama in the house of Cosby's is the S, <laughs> Scotty Moore. How did you know that I've moved in with all of the... Co- Hold on a second. Just have one boop beep bump it in right now. <laughs> boop beep Hello, Big Ben, the big... Big Cosby is here. <laughs> and Rick. I am just getting on the podcast a little bit <laughs> to talk to you people. You know, you sound really familiar, Bill. I have no idea what you're talking about right now. Oh, no. Oh, no, the police have entered the room. Bill is being forcibly dragged out. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. No, it's like... It's like I've got a knob on the side of my head. One side (laughs) says Cosby, the other side says Flair. It's just like... Hello, baby. Hello, Mr. Tanner. We're going to have us a big damn day here, and woo, the nature boy is here. Woo! Uh, Just turn uh, from one now to another, baby. Okay, so House of Cosby's is actually an animated television show. Oh, oh I know about House of Cosby. Isn't it basically the plot of it, Bill? Is it Bill Cosby or someone else who builds a cloning machine? Yes. To clone himself? Yes. And then he just gets this house of ridiculous Cosby's going on. Yep. I'm I'm very... I, I, fucking... Blake's sick. I guess we should begin with uh, that. Blake, I'm horribly ill. I mean, I, I don't know if I'm horribly ill, but I'm ill. I've been perpetually sick for, like, the past three months, but, like, I think my body has taken, like, the week of sickness that I think you're, like, in the middle of. And has broken it up to every time I wake up, I have, like, two hours of feeling like pure shit. And then my body's like, okay, you've gotten that out of the way. You've got that session in. Now let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just might not be a morning person. <laughs> that is, yeah, that may honestly <laughs> be it. Dude, my neck, uh, my neck, though, my neck still hurts from that damn massage thing. Oh like, Jesus Christ! I don't, I don't know what it is. I just know I was walking somewhere um, the other day, 
and like I went to look at something to the left of me and like as I went past probably like 30 degrees the rest of my body had to turn because I could not go any further oh man uh, it's wonderful so I wait know. what was Those the thing problems what was oh the... I have a couple things I want to talk to you about okay. uh, in Alabama news <laughs> So, Scotty, have you ever heard of a town hall meeting? Uh, Do you know what? Yeah, I, I believe most infamous ha town meeting uh, happened in Jaws. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. So, basically, it's just where, like, some political person just talks to people in the community, mm -hmm. and it's like, I'm going to take questions from the normal people. Right. And, and they're they... mostly the stupidest questions you've ever heard. Yeah, and then they insult everybody, and then they exactly. just act like they are the best person on the... I might have watched a different town hall meeting today. <laughs> that I don't know if that's... Uh... It depends. Town hall meetings run by our current president are different than normal town hall meetings. Oh, that was bad. I was—I almost threw my phone across, across the room, the room watching it today. God, but this is about an Alabama rep known as Gary Palmer. I don't know if you know him since he's not in—you know—he's nowhere near your district. Mm -hmm. But he decided to hold a town hall meeting. Okay. In uh, Hoover, Alabama. And, Scotty, I want you to tell me, what is the place that you envision town hall meetings being held at? Um, Might it, seem a little obvious. Oh, a town hall. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. took a little bit too long for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Gary Palmer wasn't going to hold his town hall in a town hall well, or in any not. other kind of government building. Right. He was going to hold it in Hoover Tactical Firearms. <laughs> The largest firearms retailer in the state of oh Alabama. <laughs> so he's just like, I will take all of your questions. <laughs> Liberals be warned. Uh, I don't know why, but I was definitely thinking like, I don't know why, but because it's the only place where I know this still exists is the Outback Steakhouse in Hoover. It's like right across from it. Yeah, it's, it's right. Like, no, that that's why he did it. He was just yep. like, "All right, well, I'll take some questions. Go get me a damn blooming yep. onion and have me a good day." So I'll take all your questions. We're gonna go hop over onto Outback. Uh, this is of course after services because it's no, it's Thursday today. Never mind. <laughs> he just, every day is Wednesday. He believes every single day is every after services. Oh God. But fucking Hoover f tactical fucking firearms. I like to think he already had like an appointment set up to like try out the guns. Like he finally, he saved him up enough money and he was finally going to go in there and he was finally able to do the full zombie pack mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where they let you use all the cool weapons you would use in a zombie apocalypse. And he was just like, hell yeah, we're going to be doing this shit, man. Oh, yep. Oh, I gotta oh, do a town hall meeting gotta today. Gotta answer these fucking questions. The The best part was, um, the reaction was so negative by everybody. He's like, okay, we're gonna move this shit. Oh, okay. And they <laughs> moved it to the Outback. Moved it to the Outback. Oh, so I mean, that's where I would have all of my political rallies, oh, Outbacks. Of course. Wait, has it not been announced where he's moving it to? Uh, I didn't read it. I believe no. it's the Chuck E. Cheese about a mile down the road. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be, uh, he's just like, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, my, uh, my speaker for the day, 
Charles Edwin Cheese. Charles Come on Edwin up, Charles. Come on up, Charles. Yeah. No, he really wanted to, but uh, President Trump has actually booked all the Chuck E. Cheeses for his future appearances. <laughs> like, wh- whether he's going to be there or not, they're just like, no, we can't take anything nope. just mm-hmm. in case he shows up. Because he does shit like that. You know, I went to the arcade the other day. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Charged a dollar, only gave me two tokens. You people are good. You people are good. Oh. You give the full four token. In fact, you give me a deal. You gave my, my, my lovely daughter, Melania. Wait, is Melania the wife or the daughter? I can't remember. Doesn't matter. Doesn't no, Melania's ma- the wife. Doesn't matter. I treat them the same. You know, it's funny that the president actually mentioned uh, arcades because that segues into the next thing that's happening. Oh, okay, go on, go on. So, um, somebody in uh, in Hoover, that same city, just a little south of Birmingham, over the mountain, where the Galleria, the largest mall in Alabama, is, is attending uh, a Hoover City Council meeting, mm-hmm. and uh, on their agenda, literally the only thing on their agenda. What? <laughs> I'm gonna send you this. Okay. I just noticed there's four like actions on the agenda. One, two, two, and three. <laughs> All right. Oh, this fucking place. Thing All A. Right. Now we're on to two. Subject yep. C. I can only assume this is a special meeting. But anyway. <laughs> a very special meeting. Yes. <laughs> The specialist meeting. Okay, number one, call to order. Number uh, two, presentation by James Pittman. Proposed business for the Galleria, Dave and Buster's. Oh, shit! (laughs) Yes! D-N-B! 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 Oh, shit, I'm so happy now. God, I want a Dave and Buster's in the gallery is so fucking bad. We just need our home. We need a mm-hmm. home. We have never been to a Dave and Buster's together, but yet for some <laughs> reason we share this love. We share this love so much. It's and I so really strong. don't know why. I've only been to Dave and Buster's twice in my life. What? Oh, dude, <laughs> Dave and Buster's is amazing. It's like Chuck E. Cheese for adults. I got I a bought- girl's number at one once. She never texted me back, but I got her girl's number. I don't give a damn. <laughs> I, I bought so much food and several drinks. Man, you ever, like, you talk to a girl who's clearly, like, this is not going to be a relationship, but still she's cute? Yeah, that was the D&B girl. <laughs> like, imagine the antithesis of everything I am as a man. Like, the most thugged out, like, leopard pants wearing woman. <laughs> Leopard pants. Leopard pants, which, by the way, ladies at home, leopard leopard print is the way to get to my heart. They're going to say it looks slutty. I don't give a hot damn. <laughs> leopard print's um, the way to go. I love leopard print. Um, leopard print. It's a perfect thing for this last week since it was Valentine's Day. Yay. That brings uh, me to another question I want to ask you, Scotty. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, on Valentine's Day... 
Okay. Does your family do anything special? Or do, like, you get any gifts from your family still? No, that's... Because I know a few people that, like, get things from their family on Valentine's Day. as like a consolation present. Oh, hell no. Oh, it's a consolation for the fact you're single? Yeah. That's the worst! No! I don't really think it's a consolation present, but still. I, no, it's officially called that from now on. The consolation present. We'll go out, like... With a card that stupid... says sorry. Exactly. Uh, I just heard the, that about that on the radio the other day, and it's like, yeah, I'll still send my parents, like, a, uh, like, a Valentine's Day card, or they'll send me something in the mail, and I'm like, man, I'm lucky to get a Snickers bar from my family on <laughs> Easter. I got, no, my dad'll go out all out on Easter, which was weird, because it was, like, a recent development, because, you know, like, as a kid, you were just like, okay, I get a basket full of eggs that are going to go bad very soon and some chocolate. Cool. But then as I grew up, my dad was just like, all right, son, here's you. A I believe one year I did get a DVD of <laughs> WWE's uh, Scooby-Doo WrestleMania. And I, it was the greatest present I had ever gotten in my life. See, I never got eggs as Easter presents. That's well, yeah. just kind of... A you take like, them, I, home, we you always, get them. Yeah, we would always just dye eggs mm -hmm. afterwards. And I oh, got no. a bunch of candy. Oh, did they not hide them? Did you not have these? Yeah. Oh, okay. We would no. hide them eventually. I remember one year I had a uh, I had a basket of eggs, and I don't know why, but I decided to take each individual egg, look at it, name it, draw it, and then had a rolling roster of all of my eggs. And I refused to eat them because they were not my brethren. Mm -hmm. and, and then th they stayed in the refrigerator for three weeks and then they mysteriously disappeared. Oh, no, I kept making my parents hide them. Mm -hmm. I, was, I was repeatedly like, okay, I, I know we're at home, but hide the eggs again. Let's hide the eggs and let's go find them. I was, the a eggs. I was a strange child. I like to find things. Like that, I, I've told you about our Christmas, right? Oh, good Lord. For Christmas, my dad one year just had the batshit crazy idea of just hi hiding all my shit <laughs> it just being like here's some hints go find it and at first you're like this is kind of uh... fucked up you've just given me shit for the past 10 years and now all of a sudden you're just gonna hide it from me this however, is your first challenge son to become an adult to become a man however it has now backfired on him cause still a proud 24 year old man that I am I make him hide the gifts every damn year, and I don't give a hot damn if they're in the same place. I'll just be like, yeah, Dad, I know, it's in the dryer, let's go. It's yeah. what, don't worry about it. I, I like to think that he does, like, he just get one year he just gives you a note, and it says, check your wallet. And it's just like, there's just money in there. There's like five billion dollars, I'm like, you know what's up. You know mm -hmm. what's up. Man. See, son, it... It turns out that the gifts were in your mind the whole time. <laughs> they were within you. Oh, no, no, no. Like, that's already what I do to him. That's what I... Uh, you've learned. I am the worst person to try to buy a surprise Christmas gift for. <laughs> like, I think the one year you tried, I was like, what are you getting me? And you're like, I don't want to tell you. And I'm like, what are you getting me? And you're like, it's whatever. And then you finally sent it to me. And it was like a wooden pirate sword. And I'm like, that's really cool. Here's a cooler thing. Get me this. And then you got me a much cooler thing because I've learned over the years. Just tell people. 
Because otherwise, they they ain't going to get it right. Shit ain't going to go right. I don't remember this at all. Oh, it's the year you got me. I got you Jaffa's, and I got you got me a fucking uh, telescopic, like uh, like a pirate's like seeing glass. I don't remember this at all. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, you got it for me, and I I carried it around in my pocket at all times like a freak. I just had like a telescope with me at all times that collapsed. I do remember you had it. I don't. I don't remember that Christmas. Maybe I do. Um, there were Jaffas. I remember those. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I wrapped all your shit up in basically random shit I found in my apartment. So I wrapped it up in like I think a sock and then some like old wrestling like uh, wrestling tape I had and then like some other shit and just kind of kept wrapping things up in it. I believe a sock was the last thing to contain it. Oh, man. But I yeah. think I finally decided that the only thing that I'm going to do with my group of friends, we've all kind of collectively been like, the, so we're not getting presents for each other anymore, right? Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the Dora it's... Express? <laughs> the Dora Express. The Dora Express. And then, God damn. Uh, did I ever tell you the story of uh, when my mom learned to not teach me to be honest? <laughs> I was I, don't know. I was a wee lad at Christmas, and one year I got something that was kind of shitty, and I was like, I don't like it's uh, it's whatever. And my mom's like, if you get something you don't like, just tell them thank you, and that's okay. And I remember unwrapping a present. It was a Winnie the Pooh fucking. Like a Winnie the Pooh stationery set. And I stood up happily in front of everybody and said, Thank you! And my mom couldn't be prouder. Until I continued with, I don't like it, but thank you! <laughs> just Oh, play- yeah. Oh, in front of everybody. Just like, hey, fuck off, but thanks for this, I guess. Man, dude, that's why children have no concept of, uh... What hurts people or what doesn't. It's like, there there are certain levels of, like, morality and ethics, and children don't have them until uh, they develop them at a certain age. I still don't have them, because if you give me a present, like, now that I don't like, I won't out loud say I don't like it, but you'll see my face, and my face will blatantly be like, ugh, why did you get me this? This is You've why I don't... Yeah, this is why people don't buy presents for me, and I don't buy presents for people. Oh, It's just easier that way. They give me money, or I give them money. No, my family is like, at least one half of my family is very anti-money for some reason as a gift. And well, that's like, dumb. They're like, <laughs> they're like, here, have a gift card to Walmart. I'm like, okay, I'll just go buy like a gift I mean, card at least, for something else at Walmart. Yeah, at least that's worth money. In a way, but at the same time, it's like, here, go buy groceries versus, hey, here's something really cool on Amazon we found. At least it's not like um, they gave, give out iTunes gift cards anymore. Oh. Those are the most useless things in the world now. Oh, my God. I remember getting those. Those were great. Yep. I would just like, if I had a, I, I, actually, I remember the last iTunes gift card I got was when, uh, do you remember Pocket Morty's? Yeah. Yeah, I played Pocket Morty's like a boss for a while, and they had this deal where, like, you know, they had the Blitz and Chits t- uh, tickets, 
and you turn those in and you get a free Morty every time you turn one in. And you could buy them. I used my entire $20 iTunes gift card on nothing but Blitz and Jits tickets. <laughs> it just bought a shit ton of them and like maxed out my team. I paid to play so hard on that game. Uh, this is why I just play Pokemon. <laughs> Dude, I you are the deadest motherfucker right now, aren't you? It's so horrible. Like, I can't. Scotty, I... Do you know what I've been doing during this whole conversation? Yeah. I have this large eraser that's on my desk, and I've just been absentmindedly just, like, rubbing it onto the desk. <laughs> so much that half of this fucking eraser is gone, and it has turned into particulate on my desk. <laughs> oh, dude, I, yeah, I used to do shit like that. Like, I know this has just become the Scotty podcast that Blake is going in on every time. But, like, uh, when I was in, I have the handwriting of a two-year-old. I still do, but it was really bad when I was in, like, first grade. And so they gave me one of those pencil grips that, like, taught you how to correctly hold a pencil. Oh, they tried that shit with me. That didn't stick for ten seconds. Well... I would rip those motherfuckers off and throw them in the trash. They were useless because those (laughs) teachers were useless because they didn't understand my plight. Look at this thug life motherfucker right here. I just ripped that shit off and I threw it on the ground. They didn't grow up like me. They didn't know me, man. They still don't know me. They don't know the B. Meanwhile. And I still write like shit. (laughs) Meanwhile, what I did was, I don't know what it was, I don't know if I I had, like, an oral fixation as a kid or what, but I just chewed on it, like a badger. (laughs) (laughs) Don't, don't talk to me about oral fixations, because that's the worst shit. And so I was just sitting there, like, like, gnawing on this thing, and I just remember getting out of my seat, the, it was like the weird triangular one. It was now gone, and there was just a sea of particulate around me, of just nothing but this garbage-ass blue thing. And I just remember my teacher looking at me and being like, I'm sorry, you gotta sweep that up. And I'm like, I'm I'm in first grade. Don't make me do things. It follows the same pattern. You're just like, you'll chew on it for a second, and you realize, oh, I've just chewed this until it's done, like a piece of fucking used-up gum, and then you just discard it. That's (laughs) that's what having an oral fixation is like. Do you know how many pens that I've destroyed just because it's like, I don't know what to do with my hands or my mouth. (laughs) And so I stick things in them and chew them up. Ladies... I don't know about that last part. Ladies. Um, I still do it. Do you know what's happened to the rest of this eraser? You don't want to know what's happened to the rest of this eraser. Oh, I'm happy I'm kind of bringing you back to life. Because for a minute there, every time you... Like, whether it was a happy story or not, every time you kicked in, it it sounded like the beginning to, like, an Oscar award-winning movie. It sounded like the beginning of, like, a... Yeah, I just, uh, don't talk to me about oral fixations. You don't understand. I've destroyed erasers. I've killed pins. This whole world will die in my hands. It's like, whoa. Part of it is, part of it is, I am very fickle, and I lose interest in topics very quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, so we had just about reached my wit's end on the present conversation. (laughs) 
literally so, the conversation about presents. So I was like, oh, this eraser is much more interesting than any of the thoughts that I'm having about this conversation. So what you're saying is, Blake, is that all of these lovely listeners right now, in order to get a little pep in your step, Blake, a little, a little attitude back in the B, in order to keep your attention, they need to go on over to patreon.com slash load of BS and sure. give us some money. Give yep. us just a little bit of your money, a dollar, a penny, do whatever you'd like. But just remember, we do have perks for a dollar, a dollar, just a singular <coughs> dollar a month. You'll get shouted out every month on this podcast as one as one of the patrons of the Patreon saint herself, Deborah Amor. Be like Megan Bolden. Be like the greats who donate to us every single month and get shouted out every single week. But if you want to go one above that, you can donate $5. And me or the B, depending on how he feels, will send you weekly motivational videos to help you get through your week. I'm, I would take over this week. Cause what, no. No. <laughs> no. I would wake up and I would look like death and you would hear me speak in the voice of Tina Belcher from Bob's Burgers saying, Some days... You feel like shit, but you have to get up and you have to do things, and that's what we're doing today, so get fucking motivated. Just... I love you. You probably don't love me, but I love you. Just remember butts. 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 And then, of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you donate $30 a month, you crazy beautiful bastard, you, you are one of the chosen. The chosen who receive the BS Booty Box. That's booty right, box. ladies and gentlemen, the Booty Box. Every single month we send you a brand new t-shirt. Ship them out every single month, brand new shirts. We got the beautiful Cuckles shirt over there this month. We'll send you that. We'll send you other little nice items. I don't honestly <laughs> know what we're going to put in there. Uh, this week, if you would have gotten a booty box from me, you would have gotten a special, special case of influenza A-H3N2, which is predominant <laughs> influenza this year. Chewed up eraser and the flu. Oh, man, did I ever tell you, um, I, it was one of the guys in Chikara, one of the wrestlers in Chikara did a subscription box, except it is basically making fun of the character they are, which is like a troll. And so they'll send out subscription boxes and somebody like did an unboxing of it and it was like a and a very old like recorded DVD of like a Shawn Michaels match and oh, used to a used toothbrush like an old Nokia phone like it was a bunch of weird garbage and oh. if you, if you want something like that I know what I would have sent. Okay. We went to Home Depot the other day, and I just took a bunch of paint samplers that I really wanted to, like, paint my room. So you could have gotten heraldic purple, <laughs> cabin in the woods brown. Oh, I like dramatist that. Dramatist purple, or bistro brown. Oh, God. Mm. I feel like bistro brown is what happens when you have, like, a really bad sandwich. Um, they're not very different from each other. Yeah. I feel like, but you, I'm I, I feel also like dr colored. Dramatist brown is you, though. Or dramatist purple. That's why I got it. It's because it it's my called favorite. dramatist. It, it, yes, exactly. 
Oh, we're theater people, ladies and gentlemen. That's why we, we, we're, we're men of the theater, Blake. We love the theater. We don't mm -hmm. care about anything else like movies. The theater. Movies or television. That's all horse hockey. Which yeah. is why I decided to play a little game today called, oh, no, maybe that's what it's about. It's you know, it's probably things that happen in it. Yeah. yeah. Where uh, me and Blake have not seen a lot of popular media. However, we know you have. And so <laughs> we're going to go back and forth giving each other titles of shit that's very popular. It's just a matter of we haven't seen it. But here's the thing. Exactly. I'm, I'm very good in conversation about pretending like I've seen something. So I think I've got an edge in this game. Like, people come up and be like, have you ever watched Breaking Bad? I've seen one episode. And I'll be like, yeah, I have. They're like, oh, man, I, I love what happened in, like, season three when, like, Jesse did that thing. And I'm like, I know, right? Jesse's a prankster. Am I right? You know, that prankster Jesse Pinkman. That, that prankster. Hey, well, I'm such a prankster, aren't I? We're gonna break bad. We're Science, gonna Science, bitch. Hey. Uh. Hey, Mr. White. Is your refrigerator running? Um. Yes. Shut up, Pinkman. <laughs> Shut up, Pinkman. You better go catch it, bitch. God damn. Uh. So, uh. Okay, who, do you, who wants to go first? Do you want to give me one first? All right. We talked about this okay. um, kind of a little bit, but I want you to describe, and it's not just one movie, it's a set of three movies. Oh, no. I want you to describe to me the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Okay. So, so there's this ring, right? And it yep. is like the most dope ring of all time. And uh, this guy comes up and he's like, I want this ring. Now, I believe a volcano is involved at some point. At some point. At some point, a volcano is involved, and, you know, uh, Snoop Diggity Dog, Snoop Dog, ov ov obviously the main character, he loves yep. him some bling. Played by Elijah Wood, of course. <laughs> yeah. Elijah Wood going far beyond the call of duty to, of course, uh, to get into this role. And uh, and then, of course, Snoop Doggy Dog, I, b I believe uh, he's also in school. He's got like this old man who's teaching him, and he's like, he goes up to him, and he's just like, "I don't know, man. I'm I'm busy. I'm, oh wait, hold on. <clears throat> I believe to quote this is an actual quote from the movie. I believe he was just like, bear weird, dog. I don't understand, man. I've been working with this ring all the time, trying to do some shit with a volcano. I don't know. I don't want How am I failing this class? You gotta do something for me, teach. You gotta you gotta give me something. You gotta give me an A plus on this exam. And then of course the teacher. Teacher in his infinite infinite line just goes, "You shall not pass." I'm sorry. Did I tell you to describe Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter? I'm getting a little mixed up here. You shall not pass. <laughs> and then, of course, um, this really big guy, big guy with a beard, comes in and walks up to Snoop, and he's just like, "You're a wizard, Snoop." <laughs> and then they go out, and then they get on a. Uh, they get on, uh, they climb into his uh, vehicle, which is called the Millennium Falcon, and then they burst off into space. Okay, now you're just describing things that you actually know. And then, well, no, no, and then after that, um, Spock comes in. No, I'm done. 
And then it all ends when uh, when they blow up the volcano with the assistance of uh, John McClane. <laughs> yep. Um, they were actually, uh, it wasn't the Millennium Falcon, it was the Century Eagle. The <laughs> Century Eagle! <laughs> okay, okay, now, for you, we talked about this earlier, and you made the mistake of revealing that you didn't know this one. So I want you to tell me mm-hmm. about the tragic story called the titanic oh i'm gonna tell you all about that titanic (laughs) okay okay uh all right so you got a bunch of poor ass bitches (laughs) okay that are getting on this big ass boat and it's like why are you get how can you get on this boat and this boat's called the titanic by the way oh okay this bitch is unsinkable or something and so they're like ah but we need a bunch of poor people to just like level out the boat (laughs) to weigh it down So we're going to stick them all in the bottom. And Leonardo DiCaprio is one of these poor people. And I forget who plays the chick in Titanic. I believe that's Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg? Yeah, all right. Whoopi. Whoopi, and she's like, she's super rich. And so, um, you know, the ship takes off and they're like, they're just having parties and shit and talking about how unsinkable this fucking ship is. Yeah. Like, so many... The only topic of conversation is kind of how chilly it's getting and how unsinkable this damn boat is. Okay. Except for Leonardo and Whoopi, who they pass each other like ships in the night down the corridor one day, and they're both like, I have to know them. I have to have them draw me like French girls. That's where that quote came from, right? Sure. (laughs) Uh, but, uh, but Whoopi's got this secret, and it's like this really, really expensive brooch, and it's cursed. Oh, okay. Um, so, because of the demon that's in the brooch, um, it actually sails the Titanic into an iceberg. Oh, is that why it happens? That's why it happened. Oh, shit, I forgot about the fucking musical number down below decks. With the animated characters and the dog that had the boombox. <laughs> you're, you're now combining two separate Titanic films. You didn't specify which one, motherfucker. You're just shockingly accurate is the worst part about this. <laughs> um, so this demon causes the ship to sink. And Whoopi and Leo are on a door that they could both apparently fit on. And Leo's like, let me go. Because I've actually exercised this demon and it's inside me now. Okay. Goodbye, Whoopi. And Whoopi's like, damn. <laughs> That's I'll it. remember that Ain't man no for the rest me. of my days. Um, well, you know, you, you you did good. You did very good. You did miss one major plot point, which is that Whoopi is, in fact, a nun. And this is actually the plot of Sister Habit, <laughs> Sister Act 3. <laughs> the Back in the drink. <laughs> Oh, okay, okay. That's good, that's good. Give me another one. Give you another one. Uh, Let's see, let's go for a more recent one. This one's a couple years old. Okay. I want you to explain the plot of Star Wars Episode Seven to me. Okay, so check this shit out. Fucking... It's obviously years after Episode Six, which I'm no scrub lord. I know about Star Wars. But mm-hmm. what, uh, what people really... You were such a fan of the original trilogy, weren't you? You loved episode I, one, two, and I three. I loved episodes one, two, and three. The original trilogy. 
And, uh, well, obviously, what no one expected in episode, uh, episode seven is, uh, Darth Maul comes back as your main, your main character is Darth Maul. And what no one really understands is that, uh, is that they all thought, you know, Jedi's, with the exception of Yoda and the guy whose head looks like a penis and lady with dreadlock forehead, uh, most of the Jedi's kind of seem humanoid. But what they don't understand is that the true Jedi's are the Ewoks, <clears throat> and that's why the, that's why the that's, Ewoks were able to defeat the that's Empire. That's why they were so effective. That's why they were so Yub Nub, Yub Nub, motherfucker. And so, <laughs> um, it's all about this evil Sith Lord Ewok named mm-hmm. um, uh, Captain Turtle. <laughs> I don't Captain know. Turtle, Cap- yeah, Captain uh, Turtle. It's Captain Turtley, yeah. actually. Captain Turtle. I, you need to keep with the lore here, Scotty. Oh, I'm sorry, Turtle. Uh, but of course, Darth Maul. He's he's cracking up jokes as he is wont to do, and calls him <laughs> calls him Captain Turtle through the whole thing. Um, but you know, uh, I don't want to bring it up. The big twist, because um, you know everyone everyone talked about it. It was hard not to get spoilers about this. Yep. The major death of the series that no you one could... saw coming. You're gonna have to. Wait, you're gonna have to drop it now. I'm sorry, but I'm sorry. If I really want to prove I know this movie, then I need to let the people know <laughs> that Wicket, <laughs> Wicket, the most famous Ewok of them all, falls Wait. in the hands of Captain Turtle. Oh, it and was a, so horrible. It's a yeah. And that was after the reveal that Captain Turtle was his son all along. You didn't know. It was shocking. Oh. Darth Maul's son. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, it wouldn't make sense for an Ewok to give birth to an Ewok, obviously. <laughs> so, Ewok mother. Yeah, an Ewok mother. And so, uh, you know, at the end of the movie, uh, Captain <clears throat> Turtle stands face-to-face with Darth Maul. And, of course, you always have to introduce a new character. And that's when they introduce... Uh, Lady Pants McMary Sue... <laughs> comes in well the amazing thing is the fact that she came in really only for the last five minutes kind of walked in looked at captain turtle just kind of stabbed him with a lightsaber and then left and they were just like how are you so powerful and she's just like oh fuck you and then flips the bird and then uh, flies away on jet boots and that sets up of course episode eight the last ewok I think you had it perfect. Yeah. Um, I, I know you wanted to keep to the lore and keep calling him Captain Turtley, but it's all right. And you didn't mention the, like, 12-series comic book about uh, McMary Sue. McMary and I Sue. think that's real. yeah, I think without that, people are going to be really lost about her. Okay. Or the fact that she was played by John Boyega. John Boyega! Um, alright, let's see. What else can we do? What else can... Okay. Um, I'm just gonna rapid-fire out movies, and you just tell me if you haven't seen them or not. Okay. I've got a special one for the last round for you, so... Alright, let's go with Avatar. Which one? (laughs) Oh, wait, there's only... There's only one movie named Avatar. I've seen it. No, I meant Avatar The Last Airbender. That, Ni- that movie was just called The Last Airbender, from, and it was horrible. From M. Night Shyamalan. Okay, then I've got to go with Beauty and the Beast. 
Like the Disney one? Yeah. No, I've seen the no, Disney. no, no, no. The new one. The new one. The new one. It's not the come out one. yet, so we don't know. Supply yep. changes might happen. <laughs> but Blake has the leaked script. It is going to reveal to us what this movie is about. Okay. Now, I have a horrible, horrible, horrible thing that I need to tell you. Okay. That this thing... So, as we all know, the... Some would call him a villain, the villain of the movie, but I think that's just a gross overstatement. I think that's just like... Cogsworth, yeah, the clock. Stereotype, yeah, just terrible stereotyping. No, no, um, <laughs> people say that Gaston is the bad guy. What? No, I didn't get that just, at all. He's so wonderful. Um, but, Scotty, this sheds him in a new light, because, I mean, the, the great line, Scotty, how many eggs does Gaston eat? Uh, as a child or currently? Currently. I believe it's five five yep five dozen well yeah five dozen i'm sorry i, I don't speak yeah. in uh singular terms when gaston is concerned yeah. uh adult gaston only eats four dozen eggs a day uh, no when he was a lad he ate four dozen eggs every day so nope. that he could get large and now nope. that i'm grown i eat five dozen eggs so that i'm roughly the size of a bunch nope they changed the whole number scotty what Four dozen eggs. So as a child, did he... As a child, he only eats one dozen eggs. Oh, no! Is he... I know. Is he a smaller boy? Is he not a barge-sized? No, that's the weird thing. Like, as a child, like, six-year-old Gaston is, like, 5'11 and weighs 250 pounds. I'm not, he's played by... Uh, if you've not seen the cast list go up, amazing choices. Uh, Michael Jordan is, of course, playing Gaston. <laughs> exactly. Um... However, I'm really glad that they brought back the trio and that, um, fucking, uh, hold on. Shit, what's his name? Who's the candle? Fuck. Um, Gruyere. <laughs> yes. See, uh, Gruyere, of course, is played by, uh, Harry Potter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not, not Daniel Radcliffe. Gruyere is played by Harry Potter. Actual Harry Potter, yeah. Yes. And the Beast is played by none other than Rupert Grint. So not Ron Weasley, though. Not Ron Weasley, no. They really, really switched it up. I just now remember that Emma Watson is playing yep. Belle. Emma Watson, of course, who is portraying Emma Stone, portraying Belle. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, well, here's the thing. Uh, I don't want to interrupt you, but I do also remind you, this is not the only cast reunion going on. It's not just the Harry Potter boys getting back together. Michael Jordan also has uh, has one of his old movie uh, co co-stars coming in. Oh yeah, uh, he is gonna be on it. Yeah, the Beast is going to be played by the Tasmanian Devil. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and um, other than that, uh, shit goes down. Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. Uh, singing, singing, singing. Rose petal falls off, and a fucking wardrobe falls on a dude and crushes him to death. That's Beauty and the Beast. Holla at your boy. So it, okay. So you're not even gonna change the plot. We just recast it. It's the same goddamn thing. Yep. Except for the huge reveal about Gaston's egg eating habits. Oh no, that's the worst. Well, you know they had to, uh, they had to change it because of the. Uh, because they had kids out there eating four dozen eggs a day, and it was killing them. Like, they were yep. eating so many eggs, their parents were just like, why are you eating so many? It was 
it was actually causing them to like buff out so much because of all of the protein. Yeah. Um, that like it was like children just taking steroids. Yes, yeah. it was putting their, it was putting their families into bankruptcy. And uh, if you don't want the BS to go into bankruptcy, <laughs> go on over to merch.aloadofpurebs.com and pick you up, pick you up a brand mm-hmm. new Cuckles shirt. Pick you Cuckles? up, pick you up a uh, the brand new Quizzle Corp Risen poster that I just put up. It's beautiful. I designed it oh, a couple boy. of days ago. Yeah, there's a new book coming out, bitches. And then of course, brand new to the site. We have a clearance section. We have our shirts <clears throat> discounted just for you, just for a month, and then they disappear forever. So if you want the Momoa Club shirt, go on over. If you want, uh, let's see, what else do we have over there? We got the Momoa Club shirt. If you want to make sure no one touches your creamy floppy head, which if you get that call back, I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. Go on over. You can get all of that discounted in our brand new clearance section over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Hey. It's wonderful. Go over there. And, Scotty, I hope you're not thinking that you're going to be getting out of this. Oh, no. Damn it. Because that's not what's going to happen right now. Because you know, what's going to happen how about this? is Scotty Moore. Well, wait, 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 no, wait, 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 no, wait, wait. No, Let me tell you no. this. I see, I see potential, Blake Tanner. We have, no. we have a whole segment right now we have to fill, and we had no real plan. <laughs> I vote me and you go ham and go into the deep lore of whatever whatever you're about to feed me. Okay. Well, I was just going to ask you to do this. So I don't want you to step on my reveal any more than you already have. Um, so I'm going to need to ask you to just kind of zip that up for a sec. Because Scotty Moore, so you wait, wait, are which about. So wait, what are we doing? What are we doing? No, you. I don't. You are about. Wait, what is it? I mean, I, I understand we got time to do this, but I don't. <laughs> I don't. I like to think you're just chewing on the eraser angrily now, just leaving like a trail of pink, pink dust around you. No, I'm letting you get it all out. Because, Scotty Moore, you're about to have to explain to me the fucking plot of goddamn Hamilton. So, here's what happened, right? So, you're gonna have to tell... No, you're gonna have to tell me the whole thing, and it's gonna have to take up a whole segment. So, so Toby Hamilton, right? Is mm-hmm. a young... Ups- it's Timmy. Uh, look, no. Fucker, this is my Hamilton. <laughs> Not, no, not. Jimmy Hamilton, played by Tobey Maguire. <laughs> Hashtag not my you Hamilton. You know how it goes. So, uh, Tim, Timmy, Timmy Tobias Hamilton the third is a young upstart rap star in the 1980s, where he is just—he's got his gang around him, and they're just beat bopping around. They're the boys. They're the boys. They're the, uh, of course, his good friends, uh, B. Franks. Uh, Toby, Keith. Yep. <laughs> so just Toby Keith. Uh, don't forget uh, Snickety Limit. Snickety Limit. <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, uh, that I'm stealing that. If I once, <laughs> I, once and if I become a rapper, my name will be Snickety Limit. You're gonna be Snickety Limit. This is Snickety Limit up in this shit, y'all. 
Got oh, some God. unfortunate events I'm about to tell y'all about these little fucking Baudelaire's. Got this shit coming out in hairs. What? Anyways, so, but what what none of the boys know about Toby Hamilton is that uh, that Toby Hamilton has a secret friend, a secret friend named Doctor Emmett White. <laughs> it was gonna it was gonna be Brown, but That's... but they got sued. So yep. so uh, you know one day. Uh, that, well, this is all this is all backstory, right? This is all the backstory to this. Yeah. Um, this is all covered in the first song. This is all covered in like the first. Oh yeah, it is a musical. So mm-hmm. uh, what happens is, uh, Hamil- Toby Hamilton wakes up, and he goes to uh, he goes over to Doctor White's house, and decides, you know what? Uh, I'm a I'm a do some raps. I'm a do some raps Wait. right now. Does. <laughs> Does Ho- Toby Hamilton sound like this bitch? Yeah. Is he a prankster? He's a prankster. If he's hanging out with Dr. White? Yeah, Dr. White, uh, of course, is also making meth. And that's, <laughs> that's what Toby walks in on. He's just like, Dr. White, you can't be doing this anymore. We haven't been doing this shit for years. And then Dr. White looks up at him. He's just like, no, you don't understand. These crystals are the key for something important. Something important, Hammy. Take it, Hammy. Hammy. Fucking Hammy. <laughs> Come on, Hammy. And so he throws him the crystals. It is just like, I can't tell you why, but I can't hold on to these right now. And so uh, Hamilton looks down at them and it's just like, okay. And he goes, meet me at the, the Double Tree Motel parking lot. <laughs> Don't get pulled over. Shit's super illegal. And so uh, Hammy throws it. Well, well uh, Hammy don't. Hammy don't play that. Hammy actually uh, just, he rides a, uh, a motor, uh, he rides a Razor scooter. So he rides, this... a, he rides his Razor, sco- Razor scooter to school, and, you know, him and the boys, they get up in front of the principal and try to perform, but they're just too damn, I believe the exact, the, the famous line, of course, from the movie is, you're just too damn fly! And they're so yep. fly. They're too fly for their school's talent show, so... It sucks because the song that they just perpo- performed was so damn fly. It was so... That's the name of the song. Is there a song in Hamilton named So Damn Fly? No, but they really should be. Well, guess what? There is one in this Hamilton. <laughs> so, uh, you know, the day comes to an end, and he goes to meet uh, Dr. White in the parking lot. And sitting there in the parking lot is just a bunch of Puerto Ricans who want to buy meth. <laughs> and he's just like, I didn't want to tell you the truth, Mammy. I didn't want to admit that I'm selling meth again. But <laughs> but I have to sell so much meth. And so they sell the meth to the Puerto Ricans. But then, and this is the big twist of the movie... Because uh, a lot of people don't realize that Hamilton is actually the first ever theatrical debut of a certain character. <laughs> because, you know, the uh, the Puerto Ricans are in their car just uh, sniffing their meth. Like, this is good quality meth. Then yep, all of a sudden... That's how you do meth. Then all of a sudden you hear... <laughs> Fucking 
fucking giant police box comes crashing down on the fucking car. And then out steps, out steps a beautiful, tall, black man. <laughs> played, of course, by, um... Michael Jordan. No, 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 no. that's that's from the la played by, um... God, who's the guy? Who's the guy who was in a uh, Pacific Rim? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know who I'm the guy with the greatest voice about. of all time, who would be the greatest doctor of all time, and he just steps out and he's just like, "Are you Toby Hamilton?" And Ham <laughs> this is all done in rap, by the way. He's just <laughs> like, "Is your name Hamilton? I'm here to say you're in the wrong time frame." He rhymed on beat, but there were not many words between it. And, uh, of course, uh... Wait, wait, who's, who's, who's the doctor's companion? Oh, it's Hammy. Hammy is his new companion. Hammy, Hammy's the new companion? And he looks at him, and he's just like, What you don't understand is that you were born in the wrong time. <laughs> you were born Alexander Hamilton in 1776... When suddenly, time pirates came back in time and stole you. They stole you, Hamilton. <laughs> it held they it. stole Fizzy Hamilton's. They stole Fizzy Hamilton drinks. And so Hamilton's uh. just like, oh, jeez, I don't know what's going on. And then he looks over and... Uh, Dr. White's already gone. Dr. White, like, left the minute a murder came into play. And the police are coming. And then, um, Dr. White, or not Dr. White, uh, the professor, they call him. The professor is just like, you have two choices. Stay here and be arrested. Or come with me and save the world. <laughs> because, Hammy, today we are canceling the, the apocalypse. <laughs> and then that's the end of Act 1. So end of act one is that. <laughs> Beginning of act two. Oh, oh wait, no, no, no. I, I forgot the big uh, stinger at the end of act one is uh, he grabs the professor's hand. They go back in time. And then all of a sudden, a giant pirate ship <laughs> zooms in on stage. And then just outsteps the most feared time pirate of them all. Tapalation Tapalation Kid. The Tapalation Kid. And he just takes off his sunglasses because mm -hmm. pirates need those. And he's just like, Hamilton! Act one. I like over. how he's more, how he's like angry Dean angry and not like evil villain angry. Hamilton! <laughs> and it's just like, a deuce yelling at a bunch of frat guys to get off his lawn. <laughs> so, beginning of Act uh, Act 2 starts up. And it's the birth of America. It's the birth of America. But what they don't tell you, Blake, is that, you know, we were a melting pot. That's what they tell you is we're a melting pot. But not then. Whole lot of racists. Whole lot of bad shit going down back then. Yep. And so Hamilton shows up. <clears throat> and it's just like, this isn't right. I, he is, who's playing Hamilton? I can't remember. I, I, I know I've been doing good, but I cannot remember the name of the man playing Hamilton. Um, 
Let's see. Uh, I'm, Was it? I believe it. Oh yeah, Little Romeo. Oh, <laughs> oh Romeo! Oh, deep cut, deep cut from Blake deep Tanner. <laughs> so Little Romeo, as Hound, and steps out, and everyone just looks at him, shocked, like, <gasps> what? No, we can't have one of yours here. Just, oh damn! Yeah. Oh, it starts out full on racist. Until Hamilton sees an old piece of cardboard, because that existed back then. And he just throws it on the ground, and he goes, You know what? You got two choices. You can either dance battle me, or die. At which point he pulls out a gun. He had a gun, by the way. That's not important. At which point they're like, well... And then, of course, uh, Burr the Sir walks up. That's what they call him. Burr the Sir. You know, I, I, I just want to sidebar here really quick. I love that people in the in the 1600s know, like, what a 9mm gak looks like. <laughs> yep. So, Burr the Sir walks up and is just like, let's do this. And then a, uh, a beautifully choreographed, like, 15-minute breakdancing scene ensues. And so that goes down for a while. And then, of course, it, by the end, he's bested by Hamilton. But then the big reveal. The big reveal comes when a pirate ship pulls up through time. And, the, of course, like, everyone's terrified. Everyone's stepping back. They're afraid. And out steps uh, the kid. The... the, the <laughs> The, the, oh. the, cher the cherry pie kid. And the cherry <laughs> pie kid just walks up, points a blade at all of them, and then, in the most shocking display of turn coding, Burr steps up laughing and walks over, and he's been a time pirate all along! Burr was the Not one- Burr was the one who stole Hamilton away! Burr, sir! Yeah! Because you see, you see, Burr is actually the baby that they've used to replace Hamilton in the timeline. Burr is the replacement Hamilton. Did I just blow your fucking mind? And so now, epic 1776 battle, rap battle, goes on between Burr and Hamilton's kids. And then they just go, they go at it for like... 50 minutes. It is very Kill Bill-esque. It's a very long fight scene. Yep, yep. I love that it's just like, man, we've done a lot of shit together with each other, but we're gonna let our kids handle this. <laughs> this is for the kids. And so, so, you know, they, they finally scare off the space pirates, and uh, Hamilton retakes his throne as uh, as the king of America, which a lot of people don't know, this is historically accurate. The first king of America was uh, yep. Alexander Hamilton, mm -hmm. and uh, there's this beautiful scene where he's sitting on his throne, and he's just looking out across his newly formed country, and he sees a familiar <laughs> familiar uh, police box, and leaning out of it is a tall, dark, handsome man <laughs> with just his thumbs up. Hey, <laughs> you did it. Oh, I'm did so it. proud of you, son. Oh, shit, by the way. Dad? Turns out you didn't know it. The professor has been Hamilton's son all along. And so he steps back in the police box 
But of course, since the police box is a uh, is a display of uh, British technology, all of the <laughs> colonists run in, tip it over, and just start beating it to death with axes. <laughs> and Hamilton uh. laughs. And he laughed and laughed and laughed. And that, children, was how our great nation was formed. And then, uh, oh wait, by the way, then the professor goes forward in time. Um, and it, and, uh, he goes to the statue of, uh, it's the Hamilton Memorial, where, you know, you have Hamilton sitting on the big chair looking out. But his Mm -hmm. face has been replaced, he's got a giant pirate hat on. He's got a giant pirate hat on. He looks to the left. The giant uh, statue of Hamilton has been buried in the ground. And he just goes, Damn you! Damn you all to hell! And that leads into Hamilton 2, Electric Boogaloo, where you find out how exactly the space pirates took out Hamilton and how they managed to take over the world. All they actually had to they had to bide their time for 200 some odd years until this man this little man with little hands called Timothy Trump Trump and it was 200 years so it was actually 1976 yep <laughs> it was a while ago uh, we're actually in like the third Trump king giddy oh yeah the, king the third kingdom of Trump yes of course mm-hmm so, there it was. Did you feel it? Did you feel where the podcast just slowly went? Mm-hmm. Our podcast is like sex, ladies and gentlemen. And this section is the limp dick afterglow. Where yeah. everything that was impressive about us slowly falls away. So, Blake Tanner, what'd you learn this week? I learned that um, our monthly shout-outs are now weekly because we only have two patrons that we shout out every week. And I learned that I need to change that <laughs> phrasing because I totally <laughs> forgot that it was supposed to be monthly. Anyways, Blake Tanner, where could they find you? Uh, you can find me at the hospital. <laughs> um, oh, no! <laughs> you can also find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter or on Instagram. I don't post anything, but you can still find me there. And, yep, where can they find you, Scotty? They can find me! At Scottymo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O, on the Twitter, on the Instagrams. Buy my book, Queasel Corp, Q-U-E-Z-A-L-C-O-R-P. You can find it on Amazon. You can find it on BS. There's a sequel coming soon, ladies and gentlemen. And make sure to follow the Queasel Corp podcast, where we read out the book every single week. We give you about five fresh chapters every single week. Make sure to keep you up on the book. That way, if you really enjoy the book, you buy the book. It's a little bit of marketing. I'm just going to give you a behind the scenes there. And of course, as always, you can find both of us at aloadofpurebs.com. Buy our merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. You can find us on Facebook under a load of pure BS. And then finally, you can find both of us on the Twitter as a load of pure BS, except no substitutes, you beautiful bastards. And we will see you next week. Yeah, baby!
I, for the last two minutes, have forgotten that we were doing a podcast, and I was very, very startled <laughs> at the end of that. 